In regards to the mitzvah of Hakel, we find a very interesting Toisefta. It says that the Koyanim would stand outside with trumpets in their hands and they would blow the trumpets to gather the Yidin to the Beis HaMikdash. The Medrash goes on to say further, Toisefta says, that any Koyan that wasn't holding a trumpet, people would say, oh, it seems like this person is not a Koyan. The Rebbe asks, what does this have anything to do with Koyanim? The Koyanim need to be doing their work in the Beis HaMikdash, the work in the Karbonos, what do they have anything to do with the mitzvah of hakel and just to prepare the Yidin to call them to hakel to the extent that we'll say that if you don't have these trumpets, it's as if you're not a koyin. In order to explain this, the Rebbe examines the whole avoid of kuhuna generally. We have a posik. The posik says, Yosimu al-mizbechecha. The Pasuk tells us Moshe Rabbeinu when he's benching Shevet Levi, he's speaking about the avoid that they're going to do with the ktoiris. And also with the carbonates. But from the fact that the Ketoiris is specified and said separately, it seems to me there's some special significance to the avoid of Ketoiris that this is what represents what a Koyin, what represents that what a Koyin is really all about. The Sifri actually says on that Pasuk that which Ketoiris are we speaking about? The Ketoiris that's brought in the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippur. Now it's true that not even all the Koyin bring that Ketoiris and yet somehow... It seems to me that it's the Ketoiris of Yom Kippur even more than the regular Ketoiris that really symbolizes what a Koyin is all about. We need to understand how and why. In order to explain this, the Rebbe says, there's an interesting halachic difference between the Ketoiris of Yom Kippur and the Ketoiris the rest of the year. In addition to the 11 Samamonim, the 11 spices that were in the Ketoiris, there was also a certain herb that was called Milo Oshon that caused the smoke to rise straight up. The Rambam Paskins, that whilst on Yom Kippur, this, this particular herb would be considered crucial, and you wouldn't be able to have the Ketoiris without it, and one would be of Miso. If this was missing, this wouldn't be true the rest of the year. And the Rebbe says, interestingly, to connect it back to the, to, to the Sifri that we mentioned before, that Yosimu Ketoiro Ba'apecha is particularly about the Ketoiris of Yom Kippur, the Rebbe says, this fits in very nicely as well. Because the Pasuk says, Yosimu Ketoira Ba'apecha, the Ketoiris is going up, Kevayochel, to the Eibishter's nostrils. But when does this happen specifically? Yom Kippur, when the Milo Oshan, when this herb that brought up the smoke, was of crucial importance. But the question is, why is that? Why is it Yom Kippur specifically, we say, that Milo Oshan, this herb that brings up the smoke, is so important? In order to explain this, the Rebbe has a look at the general idea of Ketoiris. The Rambam, in Moira Nevuchim says that the point of the Ketoiris was to get rid of the bad smells in the Beis HaMikdash, to bring a nice fragrance to the Beis HaMikdash. There was all the Korbonis being shechted, washing parts of animals, burning animals. There was lots of bad smells. The Ketoiris was, came to counteract that. The Rebbe says, it's very difficult to say that the Rambam means that this holy avoider was only done for such a physical reason. Surely what the Rambam means and is hinting to is to what the Zoyar says, that the Ketoiris came to get rid of the foul smells of the Yetzer Hara, of the Klipa. So yes, it's expressed also in a physical sense, but we're mainly speaking about a physical bad smell that it's coming to deal with. In other words, the Ketoiris is about taking from the lowly things of our world and elevating them. This is even more understood based on the idea that the Ketoiris, the spices of the Ketoiris, were things that are not even edible. Carbonus usually are taken from edible things from things that are fit for human consumption, the ketoiris is not so. One of the spices of the ketoiris actually had a very, very bad smell, a foul smell. 
And yet, what's the idea? We take all of these things and we make them into a k'toyris, into a beautiful, nice-smelling thing for Hashem, representing the concept to take the lowliness of the world and to elevate it to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, if that's the case, why are we doing this on Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur, the Gemara tells us, is a day that the Satan, the Klippa, doesn't even have any power. Why is it that we would need to be involved in the avoid of k'toyris on Yom Kippur? So the Rebbe says, from this we understand that there is a huge difference between the k'toyris on Yom Kippur and the k'toyris the rest of the year. And the way that Rebbe explains this is based on the idea of tshuva. We know that there's a big difference between the tshuva of Yom Kippur and the tshuva of the rest of the year. What are the two types of tshuva? We know there's one type of tshuva that's called a tshuva meyira, tshuva out of fear. There's another tshuva that's called a tshuva out of ava, tshuva out of love. The Gemara says that when a person does tshuva out of fear, then the averis that he did will no longer be counted as averis, It'll be counted as if he didn't do them intentionally, he won't be punished for them. The tshuva, when a person does tshuva out of love, then the Averis not only aren't counted anymore as Averis, and they're counted as if he did them by mistake, but they're actually transformed to be considered mitzvahs, to be considered merits for the person. So in other words, these two types of tshuva, each one is achieving something very, very different. In the tshuva of Yira, because the person in his, on his own, is only stay, is having fear, fear of the master, and so on. In other words, his unity with Hashem is not yet on such a strong level. So what it's doing to the Averis is also not transforming them completely. It's more about just negating the bad. Whereas when the person comes to a higher level, a deep level of love and connection to Hashem, he's transformed into a new person, and thereby also his Averis being transformed into merits. When the person is on this level, he's transcending and going higher than all levels of Ishtalshalos, all levels that are connected to the world. And as a result of that, being so connected to Hashem, all the negative is transformed into positive. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand the difference between the two types of Ktoiris. Very similar to these two types of Tshuva. There's the Ktoiris of all year round, which is just about getting rid of the negative, like getting rid of that foul smell. And that's more going to be connected to the avoid of the rest of the year, which is more like the tshuva miyira. But then when you come to Yom Kippur, when there's a tshuva from a much deeper level of the person, a tshuva me'avo, he's completely united with the person, with, uh, completely united with Hashem, then here is what causes that the k'toyrus is not only about getting rid of bad things, but it's about making a complete transformation, elevating all of the lowliest things and bringing them higher and higher into Kedusha itself. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why in the Ktoiris of Yom Kippur specifically, it was so important to have this concept called Maila Oshan. What does Maila Oshan mean? Taking the smoke and elevating it, bringing it up higher and higher, again, not only to negate bad things, but actually to elevate the world to the highest levels of Elikos. Says the Rebbe, now that we understand that this is what the Avoida of the Ktoiris is all about. This is the avoid of what a koyin is all about. In other words, what's the idea of a koyin? The idea of the koyin is this concept of taking the matters of the world, these lowly things of the world, and elevating them to the highest places. Says the Rebbe, now let's go back to the mitzvah of hakel. Since the idea of the koyin is to elevate these lowliest things as we saw by the ktoiris, the same thing is true when it comes to yidin. What's the avoid of the koyin? To take every single yid, men, women, and children, even people that are far away, far outside, they're out in the streets of Yerushalayim. 
And what do they have to do? They have to assist them. They have to help them in bringing them up to the highest place, bringing them up to Hashem and connecting them to Hashem. And this is the ultimate test for the Koyin. Is he a real Koyin? Is your avoid about going there and helping him become elevated to the highest place? Then we say, oh, you're a Koyin? If not, if you can't go out there and help you get closer to Hashem, then the whole idea of Kuhuna, you're missing the point of elevating the lowliest things, bringing them up to Kedusha. Says the Rebbe, with this we'll also understand why they blew trumpets specifically. The Rebbe brings over here from the Mizritcher Magid on the Pasuk, the word Shteichat Soitzreis, the word Shteichat Soitzreis can be understood as Shteichat Soitzreis. There are two half forms Again, chatzoitzris means trumpets, but the words chatzoitzris can be understood dividing the word nef, chatzoitzurois. Half forms. Shtei chatzoitzurois are two half forms. What does it mean, two half forms? Says the Mesritcher Magad, the Yidin and Hashem are like two half forms. We're two halves of one whole. The idea of chatzoitzurois is the idea of uniting the Yid with the Ebeshter that we're absolutely one and the same. Similar to what we said before, this is the avoid of the Koyen to make the Yid one with Hashem. You know, in, in, that he makes the Yid into a whole new Metzius, just like we took from the Averis, we transformed them into something holy. The Yid himself is becoming elevated to become united with Hashem. The Rebbe concludes the Hayra from all of this is that even though we don't have the mitzvah of Hakel practically these days, but Beruchni is, of course, we do. The Rebbe says that every single Yid is on the idea, a level of a Koyin. Every Yid has influence on other people, especially Rabbanim and people that do have influence. They need to make it their job and their task. To go out there and to be Makar of Yidin, to the Eibishter, to Torah, to Chsidus, to fulfilling Torah and Mitzvahs in Yerushalayim. And by doing this, Bismanaz and the spiritual sense will surely be Zoycha to have Hakel in the base of Migdash Ashlisha, Mavias Mashiach Tzedkainu, Bekarev Mamash.